Welcome to Minneapolis Mayhem, the pregame. I'm on air with Audrey's host, Audrey. Headed up to Minneapolis tomorrow, Friday, April 1st, for the NCAA Division I Women's Final Four in the Target Center. Super excited to be able to go and do this. Uh, I'm going to be media for the event and take you along for the ride. But before we head up there, I think it's important that we take a look at the four teams headed up to Minneapolis competing for a title on Sunday night. First games are tomorrow, Friday, April 1st. Two semifinal games. We've got um, a lot of really great teams. So we're going to take a look at who they are and their head coaches and kind of what you're going to expect from these games, as well as my experience in the Final Four and what I'll be bringing you content-wise. Let's go. First up, we have Louisville, the Louisville Cardinals, out of the University of Louisville. Put your hands together, everybody, because this is the first Final Four team we're going to talk about. So, out of Louisville, Kentucky, the University of Louisville Cardinals are ranked number four in the coaches' poll, number four in the Associated Press poll, and their 21-22 record is 29-4 overall, 16-2 in the Atlantic Coast Conference, a.k.a. the ACC. Their head coach is Jeff Walls, and he's in his 15th season. More on him in a minute. And then we have Stephanie Norman, Sam Purcell, and... Janisha Panita as the assistant coaches. Home Arena KFC Yum Center where the capacity is 22,090 people. So, they are no stranger to big arenas. Uh, Target Center shouldn't be a problem for them. Um, Super excited to see what they're going to do on the floor. Um, Their main kind of, you know, if you will, hallmark players right now are Emily Angsler. She's number 21 forward. She's the senior of New York, New York. Previous school was Syracuse, so she is a transfer, which is a big deal, I think, for schools. The transfer, transfer portal, honestly, is a huge deal because you never know who you're going to get and you never know the talent they're going to bring. And then you have number 10, Haley Van Lith. She's a sophomore, 5'7", out of Washington. So she is super, super, super cool. I encourage you to look them up. I'm going to give you some homework. Go look them up. Um... But super excited to see them play and kind of see them in action because I've never seen um, Louisville play before. And I just think it's really cool when you have the opportunity to kind of see new teams and what they're able to do. And I think this team, oh man, sorry Stanford and all them, you better watch out for Louisville. They're coming for you. Uh, super excited for their first game tomorrow. Semifinals tomorrow. Uh, they are playing. They are playing South Carolina. South Carolina is head coached by Don Staley. We're getting to her in a little bit, but for now, let's go check out a little bit more about head coach Jeff Walls. Jeff Walls is in his fifteenth season with the Louisville Cardinals. He started there in the twenty oh seven twenty oh eight season. And his second season was the team. He led them to a national championship appearance. And so um, after that, you know, they became no strangers to the NCAA tournament and the championships and stuff like that because of him. He's from Fort Thomas, Kentucky. But um, one thing that is really formative in his career is his third assistant coaching position 
Um, for one season, 2001-2002, he was the assistant for the University of Minnesota um, in Minneapolis and St. Paul, so the Twin Cities. And so he is no stranger to Minnesota winters and Minnesota springs. Uh, it's really cold up there right now. And he's super excited to get back to Minnesota. Let's hear what he had to say. Oh, yeah. No, it's... It's exciting to be to, to be coming back. You know, I talk I, I talk with my wife and my kids that I can show them my uh, my house I bought in Minnesota. You know, uh, I've actually uh, I bought the house in a, a, a cul-de-sac. I still stay in touch with a few of the neighbors. They've emailed me. They're they're planning to come to the game. Um, yeah, that one season that we had up there at Minnesota was one of the most re- remarkable years that I've been a part of, of women's basketball. Uh, you know, we went from playing in the barn, then there was a pipe got it busted, it froze over, and then we had to move. Well, we started in the PAV. My bad. We started in the PAV. That's when the pipe busted, and then we went to the barn, and all of a sudden we're filling, we're selling the place out with Lindsey Whalen, Janelle McCarville. And just a great group of players, and it was an awesome experience, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to getting back up there. I forgot to add in um, kind of my explanation of the clip. You just heard Walls had the opportunity to be a coach for Lindsey Whalen in that year he was at Minnesota. For those who don't know who Lindsey Whalen is or if you're living under a rock, um, <laughs> Lindsey Whalen is a former WNBA star. She played at the University of Minnesota, led University of Minnesota to their first Final Four ever in 2004, and um, Played professionally for the Connecticut Sun and the Minnesota Lynx and retired from the WNBA in 2018 and is now the head coach of the University of Minnesota. So um, Jeff Walls was there as she was beginning her career and got to witness her grow. So that's super cool. Gina Ariema, obviously a legend in the women's basketball scene. He is the head coach for the University of Connecticut. And let's be real, Gino, um, you are a legend in coaching. I think um, it's so, you know, empowering to see someone love what they do. Um, he's 68 years old and still kicking it in the coaching atmosphere and um, love being able to see the greatness that he produces. Um he was born in Montella, Italy in 1954. His um, first coaching position was not at Connecticut. He was at St. Joseph's as an assistant, and he worked up his, his way up to UConn and um, went there in 1985, and has been there ever since. And um, his overall record, this is so impressive, as a head coach, his overall record is 1,148 to 149, so very great record in terms of wins. Huge deal, huge deal, and um, I don't know, it's just really inspiring to see someone stay somewhere for so long and love what they do. I think in any career choice you have, like, you have to love what you do, right, to really enjoy what you're doing. So he's been at UConn for, like, almost 37 years, so that's pretty inspiring, if you will, um, and he, um, 
His team is no stranger to the Final Four. So, they are in the Big East, and I think they set the standard, really. They really set the sorry, they really set the standard for kind of what it means to be a UConn Husky, especially when you're playing in the tournament. So this year in the coaches poll, they're ranked number number six, and then in the AP Associated Press poll, they're number five. Their record this year was twenty nine and five overall, and sixteen and one in the Big East. Um, and their home arena is the Harry A. Gamble Pavilion. Uh, they also play in the XL Center. So a lot of these facilities for these teams hold a lot of people because they draw a lot of people to their programs. And I really hope that other women's basketball programs can experience that because it's so important to put women's sports on the map. UConn is very known for, um, you know, coming to the Final Four all the time. And... Um, you know, Gino first took them to the Final Four in 1995, and lo and behold, the Final Four was actually in Minneapolis. So that is very interesting to look at and see kind of how um, they're coming back to Minneapolis where, you know, things got started for him in terms of the Final Four. So I think for them, it's a very exciting experience. Before we go into this clip with Gino talking about the return to Minneapolis, I'm going to take you through their experiences in the Final Four. So, um, and like champions and stuff like that. So the first year they were national champions was 1994-1995. And then in 2000, the 1999-2000 season, they were national champions. And then 102, 02, 03, 03, 04, 0708. Or no, wait, not 0708, sorry. 08-09, 09-10, 12-13. 2013-2014, all national champions, and then, you know, every year, other than that, they've been in the NCAA tournament with him, um, except for the first three seasons, he was head coach, he was getting his, you know, feet under him, if you will, so we're going to go into the clip of him talking about what it means to be coming back to Minneapolis for the Final Four. <laughs> Uh, every memory that I have about that game is burned into uh, into my mind. Uh, um, I, I can probably remember every single possession. I can remember every time out. Uh, you know, halftime, uh, um, what we did, where we stayed, everything. Because everything was just so big. You know, we were riding that undefeated season. Um, we were getting unprecedented attention that had never been, um, you know, bestowed on a women's basketball program. Um, so we were dealing with a lot, and uh, the excitement was unbelievable. And we were playing a story program, you know, with a uh, all-time um, Hall of Fame coach, you know, with Pat Summit. Everything, all the elements were right there. You remember that, and um, you. Um, you, you remember how crazy it is that you played Saturday and Sunday. Uh, if you ask people to do that today, they, they, they would have a they would have a mutiny, you know. But we played Saturday and then we played Sunday at noon. Uh, and and it's even funnier we played Stanford in that first 
in that semifinal game, and that's who we play this year. Um, but the Target Center will always have a, you know, a special, special place in our hearts here at Connecticut. And um, you know, I, I I go to Minneapolis a lot. Uh, I haven't been to the Target Center except maybe once to see uh, the Wolves. I mean, the uh, the Lynx play. So I'm I'm excited to be going back. Uh, one thing that would be different, you know, um, my son won't get lost after the game and make everybody have to go look for him. He's 32 now, 33. So I think I can not have to worry about that. Let me concentrate on the game. <laughs> Next, we have Don Staley of the South Carolina Gamecocks in Columbia, South Carolina. She has been with the Gamecocks since 2008-2009. Um Prior to that, she was with Temple University, the Owls, in the Atlantic 10 Conference, and she's no stranger to the NCAA tournament. She has taken her Gamecocks to the tournament before. Um, however, her first championship with them was in 2016-2017, and they haven't won a championship since. Um, so... They were in the Final Four last year in 2021. Um, that was the COVID Final Four where everyone is in um, San Antonio, Texas. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they can do this year. Um, her first two seasons at South Carolina, they did not go to the NCAA tournament. Actually, first three seasons, they didn't go to the NCAA tournament. But in 2011-2012, they went to the Sweet 16 second round after that. Sweet 16, then the Final Four, Sweet 16. Then, obviously, in 2016, 2017, they were champions. And then the Elite Eight year after that, Sweet 16. So, like, obviously, no, 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 no shortage of experience in the NCAA tournament. And because Staley played in the WNBA, she played for the Charlotte Sting in the Houston Comets. Uh, I think she has a lot of really great resources for her team to be successful. She also has... Just this innate ability to be a role model and to be an example for those in the African-American community. Um, and that is what she's getting at in this press clip right now that we're going to play for you. Before I play it for you, however, I'm going to give you a little insight into their season this year just because you need to know where they're coming from. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and the coaches poll... South Carolina's number one Associated Press poll. They're number one. Their record this year was thirty-three and two overall, fifteen and one in the SEC. Don Staley, fourteenth season. Their assistant coaches are Lisa Boyer, Fred Chimiel, and Gillette Law. Their arena is Colonial Life Arena, um, similar to the KFC Yum Center and the XL Center that Louisville and UConn play in, respectively. The Colonial Life Arena capacity is 18000 for basketball, so they're no stranger to big arenas, and so the Target Center will be a problem for them. And I'm just super excited to see what they can bring to the table. But for now, let's go and check in on what Dawn Staley has to say about being an example and to her community. Um, I mean, for me, uh, I... I want to be known as or, or remembered as an odds beater. That's one. I mean, then the other, you know, I I, I got a uh, I got a text this morning uh, from a from a really good friend, and you know, as you 
as you walk this this path, walk this path of whatever you're supposed to be, whoever you're supposed to be, and wherever you're supposed to go, and wherever you're supposed to touch. Um, I don't really stop to think about it. I just, I mean, I'm just acting. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. Like I'm comfortable in my skin, and I'm comfortable being uncomfortable and making other people uncomfortable when it's for the right thing. So I, I think what I, I want that this what I want is um, to have generational impact. That's what I would like to have generational impact, not to just impact my current players and my players, but to have impact on um, people who will have impact on people who will have impact on other people. Last but not least, we have Stanford and their head coach, Tara Vandeveer. They're the Cardinal. And Tara Vandeveer has been with them for a very long time. Her first stint with them was in 1985, 1986 to 1994, 1995. And then they had another coach for the 1995-96 season. But then she came back. Tara came back in 96-97. And in every single season that she's been their coach, almost every single season, I should say, the first two years in her first stint, they did not go to the NCAA tournament. But after that, it was an occurrence every single year. Whether it was the Sweet 16 or the Elite 8 or a national championship, or any of the first or the second rounds, really. Like, they are no stranger to the... um, Big stage of the NCAA tournament. They won a championship under Tara Vandeveer for the first time in 89-90, and then 91-92, and then after that, their next championship wasn't until later on in 2020-2021. So they are very, 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 very capable of winning a championship this year. Um, We're going to go into their record, and then we're going to go into her clip about what it means to be in Minneapolis. Um, But Stanford is in the Pac-12. They play in Maples Pavilion, which is small. The capacity is 7,233. So this is a big stage for them in terms of the arena that they're walking into. Um, But the 21-22 Stanford Cardinal women's basketball team in the coaches' poll, they're number two. In the Associated Press poll, poll they're number two. Uh, like I said, they're in the Pac-12. Um, Tara Vandeveer is their head coach, assisted by Kate. Well, their associate head coach, I should say, is Kate Pay. And then Katie Setting, Brittany Anderson are their assistant coaches. Um, and I forgot to add, Gina Ariema has an associate head coach in um, Christine Daly, who has been with him ever since he started at UConn. And so I think it's important to point out that the assistant coaches and the associate head coaches are just as important, if not more critical in game preparation for these teams because they're the ones that really scout these teams. They're the ones that really, really get into the nitty-gritty. I'm not saying that the head coaches don't, but these assistants are so important for each of these teams coming into the Final Four because, you know, everyone plays on Friday, and then the championship is on Sunday, so there's that one day in between, and assistants are huge in that for the scouting and all that good stuff. So, um, you know, like I said, uh, I forgot to mention, Gino has an associate head in Christine Daly, and then his assistants are Jamel Elliott and Morgan Valley, but back to Stanford. You know, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what they can do 
judging by them winning the championship last year and being high in the rankings, I just think they have the ability to do it again. But they have to compete against South Carolina, UConn, and Louisville in order to make that happen. And so I'm very interested to see what these teams can accomplish in the Final Four. Stanford's record this year was, let me see, I had it. I had the record. Where's their record? 16 and 0. So, uh that was in conference and then overall 7 27 and 3. So they are they're a beast. But um the quote that I'm going to play for you from Coach Vanderveer, she talks about kind of how every time it never gets old to be in the final four and um how exciting that is and it's just really special for them and how uh the NCAA is NCAA, sorry. Is making great strides to make the men's final four and women's final four equal, um, so that everybody has this, has the same experience. Uh, I think every once in a while you just have to pinch yourself and just say, you know, I'm in Minneapolis, and you know, I've, the NCAA has made a great effort to um, be very welcoming for the teams, the city. You know, when you just land and you're right there. I mean, it's. Um, it's really exciting, and uh, it is very different from the AIW days, the early NCAA days. Um, and, and I think there's a big step up even from last year. So I, I noticed that at the Final Four, and our team does too. So, um, you know, I hope that, you know, we're, we're, we're really making great strides. All right, now that you know who's in the Final Four, let's talk a little bit about content you should be expecting. If you follow On Air with Audrey on Twitter and Instagram, you will know or you will have seen that I am going to give you a plethora of opportunities to be along with me, your host, Audrey Peterson, at the Final Four. Are you excited? I'm excited. This is definitely an experience that I will never forget and you will never forget because you're going to get an inside scoop on what it's like in the Target Center, pre-game, during the game, post-game, in my hotel, all that good stuff. I'm going to show you everything because it's a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for you to see what goes into this kind of event. So, um... You know, on social media, you'll get Insta stories, you'll get Insta posts, you'll get um, maybe an Instagram live. On Twitter, you'll get a Twitter space, maybe, which is an audio recording. Um, you'll get tweets, you'll get pictures, you'll get videos, you'll get all of that. Here's some content samples for you. So, on Friday, so tomorrow, April 1st, also, happy April Fool's Day. This is no joke. I am going to the Final Four, by the way. Um, you're going to see uh, road trip content. You're going to see in arena, like, pictures and video of, you know, backstage hallways. My seat. What it's like to have a media meal. What, what press conferences are like. Um, I'm going to give you my take on all of that. Excuse me. And then on Saturday, um, there's there aren't any games, but you're going to get to see open practice. So what's it like watching practice? What's it like um, being among these players and coaches and interviews and that kind of stuff? Media meal, all that good jazzy stuff. And then there's a free concert that we might be taking you to virtually, so that's fun. And then on Sunday, um, you know, it's championships, so red carpet arrivals for the team. 
fan experiences. Friday and Sunday, you'll see that as well. Um, the national champion team, you'll see them celebrating. So all of that will be on social media for you on Twitter at air underscore Audrey or a Peterson Media One. Those are both my Twitter accounts. Or you can head to the On Air with Audrey Instagram at On Air with Audrey to see all of that. And then, um, you know, each episode will have a music playlist as well. Um, another episode is coming your way very soon um, with a very special guest, DJ Mad Mardigan, who is the official DJ for the Minnesota Timberwolves and Minnesota Lynx, giving you a little bit of Minnesota flavor. Um, and then just some other fun Finals 4 stuff. So stay tuned. And as always, keep calm and listen on. I also wanted to add that all audio in this episode was given to me to use by the NCAA and made permissible by the NCAA as well. So, huge shout out to the NCAA for everything, for letting me use the audio, for letting me cover the Final Four. All of you are amazing. Can't wait to meet everybody tomorrow, and let's go have some fun!